Well, good evening, my friends, and Merry Christmas. And welcome to worship here at the Edmonds United Methodist Church. Whether you're here in the pews or worshiping with us online, we want to say welcome. We're glad that you are here on this most holy of holy nights. And so, my friends, without further ado, I'm going to invite our Advent wreath lighters to come forward. We come to proclaim the light of hope, hope in the promises of God, hope in the power of the Holy Spirit, hope in the person of Jesus Christ, hope for each of us and hope for all of us. We come to proclaim the light of peace, peace as we trust God's power. Peace as we know the Spirit's presence. Peace as we follow Jesus' path. Peace within our hearts and peace throughout our world. We come to proclaim the light of joy. Joy in our relationship with our Creator. Joy in the fullness of the Spirit. Joy in our salvation through Jesus. Joy deep within us in times of happiness and sorrow. We come to reclaim the light of love. Love conceived by the Creator. Love in our enlivened by the Holy Spirit. Love fulfilled in life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Love within us and among us. We come to receive the light of Christ as we celebrate his miraculous birth. We receive this light that illuminates the holy path of hope, peace, joy, and love. Will you join me now in the responsive prayer? Hallelujah, Christ is born. A foothold of mercy is established. A beachhead of mysterious grace is in our midst. Hallelujah, Christ is born. In the midst of our celebrations, in the cacophony of our joy, we come to say thank you. Thank you, God, for Mary and Joseph, for angels and shepherds, for stars and signs. And most of all, for Jesus, who comes to love the least,
the last and the lost. Alleluia, Christ is born again this night and comes to love even us. Alleluia, let us rejoice.
God creates the world and calls it good. When God began to create the heavens and the earth, the earth was without shape or form. It was dark over the deep sea and God's wind swept over the waters. God said, let there be light. And so light appeared. God saw how God good the light was. God separated the light from the darkness. God named the light day and the darkness night. There was evening and there was morning the first day.
God establishes a covenant with humanity. God said, this is the symbol of the covenant that I am drawing up between me and you and every living thing with you on behalf of every future generation. I have placed my bow in the clouds. It will be the symbol of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow appears in the clouds, I will remember the covenant between me and you and every living being among all the creatures. Flood waters will never again destroy all creatures. The bow will be in the clouds and upon seeing it, I will remember the enduring covenant between God and every living being of all earth's creatures. Here ends the lesson. promises light in the darkness. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in a pitch-dark land, light has dawned. You have made the nation great. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you with joy at the harvest, as those who divide plunder rejoice. As in the day of Midian, you shattered the yoke that burdened them, the staff on their shoulders, and the rod of their oppressor. Because every boot of the thundering warriors and every garment rolled in blood will be burned, fuel for the fire. A child is born to us, a son is given to us, and authority will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, 
Prince of Peace. There will be vast authority and endless peace for David's throne and for his kingdom, establishing and sustaining it with justice and righteousness now and forever. The zeal of the Lord of heavenly forces will do this. God's peace is promised. A shoot will grow up from the stump of Jesse. A branch will sprout from his roots. The Lord's spirit will rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of planning and strength, a spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. 
He will delight in fearing the Lord. He won't judge by appearances, nor decide by hearsay. He will judge the needy with righteousness and decide with equity for those who suffer in the land. He will strike the violent with the rod of his mouth. By the breath of his lips, he will kill the wicked. Righteousness will be the belt around his hips and faithfulness the belt around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb and the leopard will lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion will feed together and a little child will lead them. The cow and the bear will graze Their young will lie down together, and a lion will eat straw like an ox. A nursing child will play over the snake's hole. Toddlers will reach right over the serpent's den. They won't harm or destroy anywhere on my holy mountain. The earth will surely be filled with the knowledge of the Lord, just as the water covers the sea. Here ends the lesson. her choice. When Elizabeth was six months pregnant, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a city in Galilee, to a virgin who was engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David's house. The virgin's name was Mary. When the angel came to her, he said, Rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. 
She was confused by these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said, don't be afraid, Mary. God is honoring you. Look, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of David his father. He will rule over Jacob's house forever and there will be no end to his kingdom.
Jesus is born. In those days, Caesar Augustus declared that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax lists. This first enrollment occurred when Quirinius governed Syria. Everyone went to their own cities to be enrolled. Since Joseph belonged to David's house and the family line, he went up from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. He went to be enrolled together with Mary, who was promised to him in marriage and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. She gave birth to her firstborn child, a son, wrapped him snugly and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the guest room. Here ends the lesson. Good news for all people. 
Nearby, shepherds were living in the fields, guarding their sheep at night. The Lord's angels stood before him, for them. The Lord's glory shone around them and they were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid. Look, I bring you good news to you, wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your savior is born today in David's city. He is Christ the Lord. This is a sign for you. You will find a newborn baby wrapped snugly and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great assembly of the heavenly forces was with the angel praising God. They said, glory to God in heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels returned to heavens, the shepherds said to each other, let's go right now to Bethlehem and see what's happening. Let's confirm what the Lord has revealed to us. They went quickly and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger.
The Mystery of Christmas. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was with God in the beginning. Everything came into being through the Word, and without the Word, nothing came into being. What came into being through the Word was life, and the life was the light for all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness doesn't extinguish the light. A man named John was sent from God. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that through him everyone would believe in the light. He himself wasn't the light, but his mission was to testify concerning the light. The true light that shines on all people was coming into the world. The light was in the world and the world came into being through the light, but the world didn't recognize the light. The light came to his own people, and his own people didn't welcome him. But those who did welcome him, those who believed in his name, he authorized to become God's children, born not from blood, nor from human desire or passion, but born from God. The word became flesh and made his home among us, we have seen his glory, glory like that of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Here ends the lesson. Grace and peace to you from God and from Jesus Christ, who comes to make a home with us this night. The year was 1943. The world was in the midst of World War II when Bing Crosby first sang, I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me. Please have snow and mistletoe and presents under the tree. Christmas Eve will find me where the love light gleams. I'll be home for Christmas, if only in my dreams. Well, now, my friends, here it is, many years later, 2023, and the world is still riddled by war, plagued by violence, and unsettled by fear. And I find myself wondering, if we were to write the song tonight, what would we be asking for from Christmas? Where do your dreams take you tonight? Are you dreaming of a world at peace? Or perhaps a nation freed from its racism and cultural oppression? Are you dreaming of a planet protected from harm, a carbon neutral atmosphere? Do you dream of a home for every family and enough food for everyone? Do your dreams revolve around snow and mistletoe, presents under the tree, or just finally an awareness of God's love for you? if only in our dreams. 
Some might suggest there is little to celebrate tonight, the world being what it is, and so much of life out of our control. But just when that fatalistic thinking begins to make sense, I remember Woody Allen's comic philosophy that 80% of life is just showing up. And then I think about Mary and Joseph, shepherds and angels and kings, the earliest Jesus followers, and all of us here, all of us watching. We have shown up for God tonight. We who are not perfect, we who may not even be fully awake, we who may prefer our dreams to our everyday reality, we have shown up tonight. We have chosen to show up. When we hear the angel announcing good news of great joy, we also have to go see this thing that has happened. We have to show up for God's amazing grace because God shows up for us time and again with grace which cannot be limited by a manger any more than it can be restricted or crushed by a grave. We show up tonight because in Christmas, God chooses to show up for us. Someone sent me a Christmas card about God's choice in showing up. On the front of the card, it says, in my dream, the angel shrugged and said, if we fail this time, it will be a failure of imagination. And when you open it, you find these words, then she placed the world gently in the palm of my hand. You see, we need our Christmas dreams. And we need our wildest imaginations to see not only the brokenness of this world, but its possibilities as well. It's an impossible dream when you think about it that the birth of a baby to an unwed teen in the poverty of an insignificant town more than 2,000 years ago would make any difference to anyone today. And yet, there in the nutshell is the promise of the gospel that God surprises us by showing up where we least expect God to find us. That God shows up to shine the light of love in the darkest nooks and crannies of our lives, surprising us with possibilities in the midst of all our brokenness. I used to love going to the airport late at night to pick up my daughters as they came home for Christmas. I would watch passengers emerging out of the security area, and over and over again, I would hear the happy shouts of, there he is, or she's here, or hooray, you made it. And I would see countless smiles of recognition and hugs of joy as families reunited and friends reconnected. And watching that airport drama unfold, I would think to myself, if this were all that Christmas is about, if this were the sum total of our Christmas dreams, it might be enough. 
But of course, the truth is, Christmas goes far beyond that. Christmas goes far beyond happy families reuniting to encompass families torn apart by resentment and anger and violence. Christmas goes beyond those we envelop in welcome home hugs to include those we try our best to guard against, to keep at bay or to deny any entrance at all. Christmas goes beyond loved ones to strangers, beyond neighbors to refugees, beyond friends all the way to enemies. When we finally understand that, that's when we begin to recognize Emmanuel, God with us. Heather Murray Elkins offers this piece of advice for a night like tonight. She says, when you walk to the edge of all the light you can see and are asked to take that first step into the darkness of the unknown, you must believe that one of two things will happen. Either there will be something solid for you to stand upon, or you will be taught to fly. My friends, this Christmas, let your imagination run wild. Give in to your dreams and take wing and learn to fly, for God is with us. Merry Christmas. Amen. The light shines in the darkness. The darkness will never overcome it. For God is with us, within us, and around us. And so we share that light, trusting that we are now called to be the light with God and for God this day.
Let us pray. O oh, gracious God, let us adore you, for we know you adore each and every one of us. You call us your beloveds, and your light still shines in each of our lives. As we go forth into this night, let us take that light wherever we go, and may God grant us grace and also glory. In Christ's name, amen. Let us go out into this world to be the light. Let us go out to share the light. Let us go out trusting in God's love for us 
which never ends. And may the peace of Christ go with us all. Amen.